Hey everybody, it's Will with ScheduleFly, and this is a really cool um, guest today. I've got Douglas Warren on the phone, and he and his wife Peggy own Four Seas Ice Cream in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And check this out, this place has been there since 1934, so 84 years in business. Uh, Douglas's dad bought it in 1960 and then sold it to he and his wife Peggy in 2001, and so they've been running it since 2001. So uh, Douglas, uh, and by the way, and he's out doing ice cream deliveries today. So we're gonna we're gonna ask him about that. But uh, thank you for taking the time to do this. I appreciate it. My pleasure. So um, okay, so we got to get into the history a little bit because this is a really special place. I, th- I saw that it was like the third oldest ice cream place in New England, and um, I mean, I would imagine probably one of the older ones in the in the country. You guys have won all kinds of uh, top ten ice creams in the country awards, lots of different lists have put you on there. So what's the, what's the backstory about this guy, W. Wells Watson that started it in 34 and how did your dad wind up buying it uh, back in 1960? Yeah, Mr. Watson um, was approached by um, a friend of the family's son who wanted to um, take this old blacksmith shop and turn it into an ice cream shop across the street from his parents' restaurant and, uh, so, Mr. Watson was the financial backer uh, of Four Seas Ice Cream, and um, a couple years later, the kid still wasn't turning a profit. He was actually losing like $300 a year, which I'm sure was quite a bit of money back in the 30s. So, uh, Mr. Watson uh, shut down his uh, insurance business um, in the summertime up in Boston, and he came down and uh, ran it himself, and was able to, uh, being uh, a penny pincher, he was able to uh, watch all those nickels and dimes, uh, carefully watching everything. So he was able to turn a profit, and slowly but surely, the, the business took off and uh, get more and more well-known for having the best ice cream around. So that's how he kind of started it. And um, I've heard some uh, really interesting stories about him, but uh, my mom started working there in 1954, as a sophomore in high school, and my dad started working there uh, in 56 um, as a um, college student, and uh, that's where my mom and dad met, was behind the counter, and uh, less than 17 months later, they were getting married. They got married the following year on the um, Labor Day weekend. Wow! So they got they met each other there. They got married, and then it, it's within well, soon after that um, they they bought the place, right? Yep, yep. Less than uh, two years later, they bought the place in uh, 1960. They went to 5960 and started running it in 1960 by themselves, and went out and uh, instantly bought a, a new ice cream uh, machine that we make it in because the previous owners, what Watson, only had a. Um, 20-quart machine, and now we have the bigger one that's the 40-quart, so I can make approximately 40 quarts at a time. Um, Mr. Watson would occasionally run out of ice cream on a Saturday night, and my dad's like, well, you probably shouldn't do that on, you know, certain flavors, so he, he wanted to really make sure that customers got what they want when they came in. So, so a lot of changes. Well, okay, so the, um, now has the, the basic recipe stayed the same or what I mean what made it so special you're in a you're an incredible place in Cape Cod um for sure but I mean ice cream shops come and go all the time what what helped it uh work so long before even before your your folks got involved and then 
Um, what's I uh, think? Yeah, go ahead. I think that they, they when you have a passion for something, you mm. do it right. Yeah. And um, if you have an attention for detail, you're going to do something right. Um, the way that you you know select the best ingredients uh, would go down to the local farm stand and, and select the fruit. Um, you work with the fruit um, buyer over there and trying to get the, the best tasting peaches around or the, you know, the best bananas or cantaloupes. Um, and having that fresh fruit in, in your ice cream just makes it pop so much better than pouring an extract or mm. a flavoring in from, from a company. And some flavorings are amazing, but you know, nothing really beats, you know, fresh bananas being put in, fresh ginger root being chopped up and, and pureed up and put into the ice cream. So there's, there's quite a bit of a science to um, ice cream. And personally, that's my opinion, but uh, you can have a forward flavor, like your initial burst, and then you can have a another flavoring that gives a nice trailing uh, you can get it initially, but you kind of get it kind of on the tongue afterwards. So if you could combine two or three different flavorings, um, let's call them black raspberry, if you bought two or three different kinds and find the right combination so that you have initial burst and then you have a great middle and then a falling flavor, then that's going to be perfect. I mean, we would do taste testing parties. Occasionally when somebody discontinued a product, it was great because, you know, we'd say, okay, which one, is, which is the best coffee ice cream or which one's the best black raspberry and you bring over your friends and you try like six to seven different combinations and they say, okay, this is, this is the one we like the best. And I'm like, okay, you know, the majority wins there. And so that, that was the way you kind of do things um, and still do it today. Um, the, um, the good reason for doing this also is, um, Someone can't change, if they discontinue a product, they're only changing your recipe by maybe a third hmm. or a half. Yeah. So uh, you can typically replace that product with another company's, you know, flavoring uh, without having it change your recipe completely. And customers going, why is the black raspberry different? Or why is the, you know, butterscotch ice cream different than last year? And you're like, well, they changed it on us, you know. But now customers typically won't notice any change to the flavor because the way you kind of engineer your ice cream uh, for that, you know, complete burst. And it's more expensive. To, and there's more ingredients that you have to have around your shop to have two or three different ingredients. In some cases, four, five, six ingredients, they'll go into one ice cream. It's just easy, and I think the lazy man way out to make a less quality product is just pouring in one ingredient and you're done. Right. And by mixing and, and being more of a chemist, you know, trying to find that right balance of flavorings uh, lends itself to having a really, really good um, product. And I think the second fold to this question of yours is having the owners typically there every day, every mm -hmm. batch of ice cream being made, you're going to have a a very high quality product. My taste buds are not going to be the same as a 17 year old kid that may be helping me make the ice cream. And some owners may just let their help make the ice cream for them. Uh, we don't, you know, we're there all the time tasting it. And I'm like, missing something. 
did you forget an ingredient? And did you forget this? Or I'm not sure if there's sometimes the dairy companies that send you the cream for the ice cream, you're making milk for half gallons or for, you know, schools, and then they switch over to a um, high-fat ice cream base. And there's going to be a, a time where they're mixing the two together. They should not be selling those. They should be slowly reintroducing that back into the cream so that they don't waste product. But occasionally we've gotten a delivery where it wasn't the 15% butter fat that we were wanting. It was probably 10 or 12. And I could hear the difference being poured into the machine. And the, the look of the ice cream looked a little bit more icy. It didn't have the same mouthfeel. And I'm like, something's wrong with this. And now I, I'm like, tasted the cream. I'm like, yeah, that's something like it's colder. It's not that dense, rich cream that I'm used to. So by being there, you could prevent accidents like that from happening. And it's happened in the past. And, and you know, call up the company and said, do you, you delivered me some product that's not right. And like, you're the only one that noticed. I'm like, well, <laughs> I pay attention. You pay me. Yes. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. I pay attention. So and you so you grew up in the business. Is it something you knew you always wanted to be involved with? Um, yeah, I, I pretty much grew up in the playpen in the back room when my mom was baking sandwiches or whatever. But uh, my brother, um, he was the middle child. He was going to be the one that went to business school. He was in college um, to go to business school, and I was going to be you know a designer, an architect, or something engineering wise. Um, so my brother was going to be the golden child to take over the family business, but unfortunately um, he was hit by a car and killed on his uh, mm. senior year on spring break. So I, you know, at that point in time when we lost my brother, um, I kind of did some soul searching when I went back to school after that little week um, and kind of like, I could do that. I mean, I, you know, still want to do what I'm doing now, but if my dad ever, gives me a call I, I i'd love to be that you know it's a it's a very rewarding job it's a very difficult job um it's a lot of hours that you have to sacrifice to be there um you know if you're working you know 100 hours a week on the average you know whether or not you're in the store or you're working on the computer um or always on the phone but um I, my dad was part of the community he was well loved and and was just you know, putting smiles on people's faces. You, you, you drive down the street and everybody knew your car and you wave to everybody. You, you, people see you in the grocery store and um, and say, oh, you know, still do. Say, oh, your dad was the best person ever, you know. It just, so when my brother died, I'm like, that's kind of cool to be part of a community and part of, you know, history and, and putting smiles on faces. And my wife and I, you know, Anytime you're even remotely sad, all you have to do is look around the store and you see a little kid and they're, you know, waving that ice cream cone like it's a sparkler on the 4th of July and <laughs> they're just beaming from ear to ear. And, you know, we've seen kids, you know, the parents take away their cone for a second and they start to cry. And then as soon as they bring the, the spoon back to their mouth, they're it all smiles again. And they take the spoon out of the mouth, they start to cry. And they put it back in, they start smiling. It's hilarious to watch some of these children experience ice cream and, and good ice cream it's just just amazing and so you just can't help but smile yourself i think i uh well that's that's really uh 
that's a it's it's an amazing story and uh a a horrible tragedy and and um but you know congrats on on finding that path because you've really um you've taken over a an institution in that town and and done a phenomenal job with it clearly i read that it, it correct me if i'm wrong i think a lot of the like the way it's laid out and set up is very similar to what it was like initially is that right yeah, the basic footprint of the store has uh, stayed exactly the same. The, you know, the front counter area um, that we only have seven tables in our dining room. Um, the ice cream room has stayed the same. The only thing that really has changed is uh, we keep adding some freezers to the back of the building. So we now have more freezers than we do, you know, square footage inside the building. <laughs> oh, wow. So and Is that Yeah, so- we're... we're Ahead. Well, I was going to say, is that because you're out? Uh, because I know you're out on deliveries now. So is that a is that a big part of the business that you've you've grown into doing deliveries for restaurants and things like that? Yeah, it, it just you know over the years, you know, we've grown so much um, and doing so much business that we just needed more freezer space and in uh, cooler space. Cooler is just a basic walk-in refrigerator, and um, I could park my suburban probably two suburbans inside of our cooler hmm. um that's how big it is you know if you i'm like the other day i had over a, i think a hundred mixes to, you know that's our cream crates of cream delivered for us so we have we need a big room to hold all that for our you know production and um the wholesale end of it the restaurants have definitely picked up over the years and uh you know the sale at the end of the summer, um, before we started staying open, uh, we would have a sale at the end of the summer. So that week from Labor Day weekend to closing weekends, we closed the weekend after, we used to do 11,000 quarts in, in those 11 days. Good grief. So we, we needed a lot of space to house this. And right now we're maxed out. We can't really add any square footage as far as our freezers, unfortunately, because of our septic system held back. But uh, we're kind of like, we can't take any new clients on at this point in time as far as wholesale. Uh, so unless we build one, but if we build one, it's not going to be attached to our building, which kind of adds a new wrinkle of how to get the ice cream. You're taking a product from a cold area out into the warm air and back into a cold air, and it's just a lot more work and labor. So we're kind of at that point, that growing pains um, and how to, if we do want to continue to build up our wholesale accounts, how do we manage that? And uh, so we're kind of at that point in time, we're kind of scratching our heads going, do we just kind of stay as we are or do we grow? But then we have some build out costs and then try to figure out a best way of, of handling, you know, the freezers. Yeah, there's that dilemma. <laughs> you know, you you've got yep. a business that's running well, and and you know what to expect, and um, it's it you know you've you've got a um, you just have kind of everything figured out, but then trying to grow, there's probably a lot of unknown things that could come along with that too. But um, well, that's I mean, it's a good good challenge to have. I'm sure y'all y'all will figure that out. Um, do you? Uh, yeah, if you ever curse the ball, I'd love to borrow it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh man. Well, I mean, I know it, it it's a, a a good problem uh for sure. I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of folks that are 
wishing they had an opportunity to grow, I'm sure. So uh, probably in your business, I mean, ice cream's got to be a tough business, but you've, you've, get, you've really... It uh, is. It's go ahead. amazing how, you know, people, you know, I've been in business for only five years, and they already have three shops. Yeah. Um, and we've only had the one shop, but we do, you know, wholesaling. But um, I marvel at the people that take those risks um, to expand the business and have two or three shops. And I've known a couple people that, had four or five shops and then they went back eventually just to having the one shop because it was so difficult to manage all the other shops and, and have somebody at each different location that you trusted and that would do a good job and not rob you blind or, you know, yeah, um, do, do your product in injustice and, and almost, you know, it's tough to find the, the, the right people that you can trust and, and to do have that same passion. And I think if you have someone you pay them really well because it's hard to find someone that has passion and that integrity to do it right. And we've never opened up a second shop. We've contemplated it. My dad contemplated it. Um, it comes down to is just providing us, uh, you know, a decent living and a decent retirement. And, you know, do you need to be greedy to show, open up a second shop or it also is a huge risk, you know, by opening up a second shop, um, cause it could fail. And now you like, I just put out this money for this building. I put out time for the build out and now I got to recoup those costs. I might now have to work longer and, and retire two years past where I would have loved to had retire at, um, or by spending less time with my wife because she's down kind of trying to run one and I'm trying to run the other. And it's already difficult enough trying to one run one shop as a husband and wife team. And, uh, see each other the only time we see each other is typically uh at the shop <laughs> yeah yeah oh i bet i'm sure yeah there's a lot of things that come into that a lot of variables in play for sure it sounds like but you've thought a lot yeah. about it so i'm sure you'll y'all will figure that out um do you uh do, are there um so the footprint stayed the same you've 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 grown into the wholesale um what's what's changed i mean ice cream's you know, you've you've got a a philosophy you've had all along, which is using fresh ingredients, and and um, you shared a lot about that. What's changed about the business over the years since you've been involved? Um, I mean, I've I've made some slight improvements to you know the building, you know, here or there, and make it a little bit more efficient, or something runs well. Um, I added a motor to. Uh, we have a hand crank funnel uh, where you take you know, ice cream out of the machine, pour it in the top of this funnel. And it kind of has a hand crank like an old Model T, like to start up the engine. It has one of those on the side of it that you crank, and it would pour it into our containers, our quarts and pints, uh, slowly so that you could control it and get it out of the machine so that you could get the next batch going. Um, I added a, a motor to the and was, had a foot pedal added to it so that I can, you know, do it much faster and, and a little bit easier and less back-breaking or arm-breaking. Um, small little things like that. Um, my wife has done a fantastic job on the retail end of things. We, we now have tons of clothing, uh, hats, mm. merchandise, you know, mugs, that type of stuff. Uh, we tried to do it online one year and didn't do very well. And then we put it underneath the tent out in front of our store or beside our store. Um, and it, just took off and so she she handles all that and 
I said, try this, and of course it doesn't sell. And then she says, oh, why don't we try this? And of course it sells. So she's the guru on the uh, <laughs> what sells outside under the tent. So uh, we've been blessed with that too. We had some customers that uh, owned a, uh, a hand-blown glass kind of ornaments, and they only did um, kind of like high landmark, like the Eiffel Tower or, you know, the White House or anything kind of famous looking buildings. And then they were customers and they approached us and said, can we do a glass ornament of your building and sell it? And you could sell it in your own shop. And we're like, sure. So we, we, we were the first ones they did of like a private building instead of a, a landmark. Um, so, you know, we have those now. And then we ended up adding one that had a, it looks like our port container but it's the hand-blown glass, and they hand-write on every single ornament, our logo and everything else. So that's changed. And, uh, boy, nine years ago, I guess, um, I stopped teaching, and we started doing winter hours. So uh, we can do take on a few more wholesale accounts um, that wanted us to supply them year-round, and we started having hours in the shop. But it was kind of an abbreviated hours, and we've pared that down to – you know, the last few years, we're just doing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday all winter long. And we just sell quartz pints, ice cream cakes, and uh, the hot fudge from the toppings. And last year, we started doing, like, pre-scooped hoodsie cups almost. Um, so the customers really love having that uh, available year-round now instead of not having our ice cream. And people would go through withdrawals, you know. <laughs> Rolling so long, and they would try to stack their freezer full of ice cream. That's why we sold so much ice cream that final you know week where we were open. They were trying to pack their freezer so they could get through Thanksgiving or Christmas, and we would get calls all the time. You know, our freezer went down. Do you have any private oh stash that you would want to part? <laughs> and it was it was funny and sad all in the same breath that you know something happened to their prized possession of their ice cream but now they don't have to worry about it they can just come in and buy more ice cream anytime they want on and you know now that's that markets you know um around town um ice cream cakes started when we decided to go year round too so we started doing ice cream cakes um so we have two two different flavor ice creams we could custom make it and then inside like we have a hot fudge and cake crunch and we have a delicious uh, whipped cream frosting that we frost them with. And so it's almost like having a hot fudge sundae in a cake form. So, and we've had some, you know, I do a lot of the decorating, but we've had some really talented uh, young ladies that have come through our doors over the years and, and done a phenomenal job to help out because, you know, you do, you know, 100 cakes in, the, in a month, you know, it just it, you just can't do that all yourself and, and produce the ice cream and manage the store. So... We have some phenomenal cake decorators. So those are kind of the, the big things. And, and this year we started doing uh, hot dogs for the first time. We've just done cold sandwiches in the past, and uh, we just wanted to see if we can, you know, expand the sandwiches a little bit. And my wife twisted my arm and said, let's try hot dogs. And, and once again, she's right. And uh, Oh, I <laughs> love it. I was well. going to say, and, hot dogs and ice cream in the summer is perfect. That's yep, awesome. Yep. I bet you so, sold a lot of hot dogs I'm, so far this summer. We we are we are. My mom was not a, not for it. She says that's not very four C's esque. And I'm like, well, you know, it's not the same old you know ice cream parlor that you ran back in your days. But you know, we gotta we gotta keep uh, you know 
working and, and trying to improve our business and keep, you know, making the customers happy. And we can't just stay the same forever because then another business could come along and then pass you. So you're always trying to tweak little things here and there just to, you know, improve your, your customers' uh, love for your place. Yeah, it's that interesting balance of I always find that fascinating of finding the balance between, you know, things that need to stay the same that people love and that's why they love. I mean, you know, you've been there for, you know, you know nearly 100 years and there's things about that that people like. They like the history behind it. They they like the, you know, knowing what they're going to get and knowing that you're going to be there season after season when they're there and, and so forth. But then there's oh, yeah. that part of, you exactly. know, having to do little, like you said, little things. It's a tough balance trying to figure that out. And you can you don't want to change. You don't want to move too far in one new direction because then you kind of lose, uh, that sort of, um, iconic appeal that you have. Uh, but then, you know, doing something like that is, is a great thing. Um, but I imagine that's yeah. Customers would always say, you know, don't change a thing, yeah. and you know, and then they, you know, in the same breath, they're like, well, the bathrooms are kind of, you know, small. Can you make them build bigger? I'm like, <laughs> you just told me not to change, but you're telling me that I need to make bigger bathrooms. So I mean, it's just, you know, it's an old building. And you can't do much for you know, changing something like that. But yeah, and people constantly say, don't change a thing. This has been, you know. I've been coming. We had one customer. She passed away, unfortunately, last year uh, in her 90s. And she was there opening day um, back in the 30s when Forces opened. Oh and her grandparents brought her. Her parents were there. So she says there's like seven generations that are in, have been enjoying our ice cream her grandparents, her parents, herself, and then her children, grandchildren, and now great great grandchildren are coming. And every summer on her birthday, uh, we would have a store full of, of her family that would come in and, you know, in July and have a, a little birthday celebration. And it's, it's wonderful to watch. And, and last year she, she, her health had uh, failed a little bit. And so she couldn't come down to the Cape that summer. And uh, so her family members asked if I could ship her ice cream. And I said, absolutely. And so we shipped her ice cream and she was able to have it at her bedside, um, and on her birthday. So while the family here was eating some ice cream, she was eating some ice cream <laughs> back cool. back at home. And she, she passed away about three weeks after her birthday. And, and she just, you know, she, the family member said she died with a smile on her face and she just has those great memories and they don't want us to ever change the store. And, and they, they sent a big collage of, uh, of pictures of the kids and me and this, uh, this matriarch of the family, uh, and, and, and her signature wood panel station wagon from the fifties that she still owned. So oh my gosh. It, it's just really, really, really amazing customers and fan base. And then it's just, it's just, I, I had a, my first year I, I came back and then when I was going to change this and I was going to change that and my dad and mom had always had hand printed, you know, poster board with, you know, flavors of sundaes on it some of the flavors on it you know frap toppings you know different things I'm like this is so hokey you know I, I should make this a little bit more professional and sure enough i was grading some papers because i was a school teacher and i was grading some papers it was a slow afternoon and this grandmother was there with her grandchild enjoying ice cream and she was talking to a tourist and she was quick to 
tell the tourists it's hokey. I love it. I hope they never change a single poster board up here because in this ever-changing world of Starbucks and McDonald's rebranding themselves every five years, this mm. is one of the few businesses that I know that still looks like, for the most part, I mean, there's more new plaques on the wall for awards won, and every five years it seems like the Coca-Cola machine changes. But other than that, it's, it's the same shop, and I hope they never change. And, yeah, some people may not like that hokiness of hand-printed, so, you know, I, I didn't change another sign after that. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's really cool. It's interesting that you heard that. Yeah, it's uh, people, you know, everything else does change so quickly all the time. It's People look for that reliability and consistency for sure. And, and, what pro- and what hasn't changed, of course, too, is how you and Peggy and your team make people feel when they're there. I mean, that's just such a, um, a critical part of, you know, your business, any any kind of hospitality business is, is the way you make people feel, which I imagine you've, you're always um, looking for folks that, that can do that. Because like you said, you, you know, I mean, you're working tons of hours, Peggy's working tons of hours. It's your baby. It's your passion. Are do you, are you still able to find people that are able to um, give that same kind of hospitable feeling to your customers when they come in every year? Yeah, for the most part, we have. Um, my dad, being a school teacher, um, he started um, being a school teacher like the year before he bought uh, the store, and so he was able to ask his fellow school teachers, you know, do you have any really good kids? Oh, yeah. They don't have to be. They don't have to be the star, you know, bookworm. I, I want someone with personality, someone that's going to be able to you know, look you in the eye and smile and, and take good care of a customer. And also they have to have good math skills because they, we have always required the kids to do all the addition in their heads. Mm-hmm. So they will have to keep like several subtotals in their heads because pints and quarts go into separate categories in the computer. I mean, the cash register and then, you know, what you eat on the premises are taxed differently. So the kids have to be very, very smart. And so over the years, he's just gone to the, the honor roll students, uh, teachers and ask them to, you know, provide a list of kids that they think would be perfect for four C's. And so we go recruiting, we go after the kids with four or five stars because four or five of his teachers or her teachers recommended him or her for that job. And so that's the way we've done it. And I was a school teacher. So it was easy for me to ask, um, my teacher co teachers the same questions. And, um, now that I'm not teaching there, I still have the relationships that I, my dad formed over there, too, uh, of, of finding the, the right teachers that will give you the right recommendations. And um, it just, this just generation that's out there right now is a little less, you know, um, they expect, they have different expectations. And I, they don't, they want a little more for less type of work. So it's, it's trying to change them now and trying to remold them. And I think in the older days, it was uh, a lot easier to mold them because they were already great kids. And, and now you kind of have to do a little bit more work training the kids and get them to you know where you want them. And unfortunately, in our business, when you're hiring a 15- or 16-year-old kid, you only get them for five or six years. You know, sometimes you get some gems that stick around for, you know, graduate school too but 
Um, there's more and more kids that are just, you know, five years and they're done. You know, they have to go out and get a internship or something. There's so many now internships. We lose kids after four or five years. Um, you know, that's just when they're starting to be a really productive person here because it takes a couple of years to kind of learn a lot. And you're always still learning something, even in your third and fourth year, you know, you're picking up different nuances of the business and you start to trust them and, and let them handle some of the money and stuff like that. And, and it's great for them because when they go out with the real job, you know, business owners interviewing them after they're leaving college and saying, what can you bring to the table? And it's like, I worked at a very, very busy ice cream shop. I eventually worked my way up to being a, an assistant manager or manager. I had to take four or five, maybe 10 kids at a time and keep them busy. I had to handle customers. I had to handle, you know, you talk to all these restaurateurs, you know, what a person learns by working at a restaurant, the multitasking skills and, and how to handle customers, good and bad customers, how to get along with employees, other employees that you may or may not like, but you still have to work with them every day. But that skill set that someone learns on their first job and work through high school and college is, is such a valuable lesson to go through the rest of their life. And, and I have so many ex-employees or alumni that said, I use a lot of skills that I learned at Four C's the rest of my life. And, and uh, at my, my dad's funeral, um, we had a celebration for his life afterwards and people started sharing stories. And, and one of the girls that graduated with me, told how she was in a nursing program. She never did an internship. She wanted to work at Four C's for four years of college. And her first nursing job, person was interviewing her, and she's like, how come you didn't work at a hospital intern? And she goes, I worked in an ice cream shop. And she goes, well, how would that apply <laughs> to a nursing job? And she goes, um, I had to multitask like you can believe. You had to do so many things. You had to have your head on a swivel you have to keep an eye out for the customers that may may not be happy. You have to make sure the flavors work. You have to do so many things. And if you don't believe me, call my boss, which was my dad at the time, and he'll he'll let you know. And sure enough, the lady called my dad right there. She called, um, and my dad said, "Yep, this this is a terrific employee. You'd be a fool not to hire." And, and basically said. You'd be an idiot not to hire this girl. This girl is one of the top, brightest girls that can do just about anything. She sets her mind to it and she just gave her a glowing review. She hung up the phone, turned to the employee, and goes, I don't want to be an idiot, so I have to hire you. She got the job. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's hilarious. No, they learn it. They yeah. do learn a ton. You're exactly right about that. I've always admired I mean, anybody that goes through that. Just all the things that are going on all the time, and yes, the multitasking and keeping your cool, and you know, remembering to do many things at once and and do them in the right order, and and make and, and above all that, just making sure that you're treating the people you work with and the people that are there trying to have a, a wonderful experience, treating them very well and making them feel welcome and happy, no matter what you have on your mind. Very hard to do. Uh, and I can imagine, like you said, why it does take a few years, especially for somebody that starts at 15, 16, to really begin to really figure that out. So, um, no, it's it's a it's a phenomenal experience, I'm sure. And you all have uh, you've really just I mean, it's it's amazing. So you've been doing it for what's it, 2001. You all bought it. So you've been at it for 17 years now yourself. 
full time? Are, are you yeah, on top of yeah of my high school and college years too? <laughs> are you um? What's next? Do you have Do you have kids that are going to take it ever one day, or what's the What's the future? Uh, hold? Both of our kids, yeah, both of our kids worked here, um, and both of them are at this point saying, "Yes, you know, we'll run it either together or separately, but we'll we'll figure that out when we have to." Uh, we have one daughter in, in Florida um, and one in Rhode Island, so they're both saying, "Yes, we'll do it," but who knows? And five or 10 years when we're ready to retire, they will actually do it. But they both uh, have that passion for it too. And, and love for the ice cream and a love for the business and the history of the business. So uh, it'd be an honor if they did it and it'd be truly, I'm getting choked up, but it'd be just wonderful for them to take over. Cause I know how proud my dad was when my wife and I, Peggy and I took over the business and, and was able to, keep it in the family he was just you know bragging and beaming ear to ear and just bragging to everybody um that we took it over so um it'd be awesome if they did and i i hope that will happen someday and i'm hope i'm still alive uh in in 16 years when we hit 100 and and i'll be a, another huge moment in our lives and, and to see this place hit 100 and, and i'm looking forward to that and uh, hopefully, I, I could live that long to uh, enjoy that with you know. Hopefully, our kids running it. Oh man, I, I bet you will, and I, I hope so too, Douglas. And, and you know, that's I could see why that's an emotional thing to think about your your uh, one or both your daughters being involved one day. What a thing! I mean, just it runs in the family. My goodness, what an amazing story y'all have! An amazing uh, business that uh, that you have, and I mean, just a really unique thing for that community and i'm sure there's just been thousands and thousands tens of thousands of great memories created there uh over the years and you'll create many many more and man just i i tip my hat i i I admire what y'all have done uh i congratulate you and uh we're humble to you know humble to serve y'all and I love hearing your story, man. I just appreciate the opportunity very, very much and wish you all continued success and, um, you know, and, and uh, just just thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. It's just wonderful hearing all the passion and love you have for that business, my man. Well, thank you. I, I hope we have continued success. <laughs> yeah, just keep doing what you're uh, doing. You're- Sounds like it's working pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> Not too bad, not too bad, and I hope uh, your company uh, continues to grow and it will be prosperous and help out all the different uh, restaurants and businesses that use your service. Well, I, th- I think made our job a lot easier. Oh, well, I think I appreciate that very much. We love what we do for sure, um, so we'll keep at That's it. That's important. It is, like you said. There's no doubt about it. When you love it and you're passionate about it, you you pour everything you have into it, and that makes the difference. Um, well, I know you've got delivery, so I'll let you go, but, um, but just thank you. And I hope y'all have a great rest of your summer. Uh, I've always wanted to go to Cape Cod. So one day my wife, always, my wife and I always talk about that. So one day we're going to get there. When we do, I'm going to come with my three kids and, and have some four seas ice cream do. for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. One more reason to go. There's like a million reasons to go. And here's another big one. So. There you go. All right, Perfect. man. Thanks, Douglas. I appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. You as well. All right. See you. Have a scooper day. All right. See you. Bye.